Warning, this episode contains foul language and triggering subjects such as abortion, death, and comedic magicians. for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. My name is Ashley, and this is my lovely co-host, Lauren. Hello, weirdos. <laughs> and this week, well, first of all, uh, welcome back. We're back. Season three. Season three. Premiere. Woo. Really happy on the couch. Very cold in the living room. <laughs> Jacked up on coffee. Today, we are actually going to be talking to you about mediumship. We're going to be talking about mediums, psychic abilities, the history of mediums, the history of psychic abilities, the science behind it, actual real world science behind it. Get excited. And today, our very special guest is a psychic medium herself. Her name is Amy Goldenberg. Hi, weirdos. There she is. And she has the cutest haircut I've ever seen. It's the loveliest hair. It Thank you. truly is. I shaved my head a couple months ago. That's This is, oh, oh, so this growing is the out? grow back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a shaved it head in lovely. high school and then and it grew out not as well as yours. <laughs> I feel you. like you really nailed it. You Thank did. you. With Thanks. the wave. Thank you. Guys, Amy yeah. is beautiful. Amy's really oh beautiful. God. Actually, <laughs> make me blush. <laughs> she can't look us in the eye anymore. Um, <laughs> she is a psychic medium. She's also, you cut hair. Yes. Which is fantastic. Yes. So two days a week I do that, but primarily I do um, mediumship. Mediumship. So, yeah, I, I do like readings for people and then I'll also do um, spiritual counseling for healers or like sensitives or empaths that don't really know like what to do with their gifts or like how to use them or what they're supposed to do. And then I also do house blessings and house cleansings and hey. I, I'll either instruct someone how to do it or I can do it for them. So those are the services that I offer mostly. And then two days a week, I cut hair. Awesome. Can you, I do want you ever, all of those skills. I, I want all of the things. <laughs> do you ever give readings while you're cutting hair? <laughs> do you I, ever double up? I don't. Um, because the headspace is like so much different, but sure. sometimes when I'm working with my hair clients, like if there's a loved one who really, really, really wants to get through, I'll just like kind of say a couple things, but, um, it's like a totally separate, sure. um, like way of headspace. being. So, yeah. yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. And you different. operate under the name The Beauty Witch. Yes. Like currently right now, that is um, what I'm operating under. But I'm actually in 2019 going to be like transitioning to this new company called House of Heron's Eye, which is like my just spiritual company, which I can kind of explain more about that maybe at the end. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. um, so that's going to be like what I'm going to be operating under coming in the new year. So if you follow the Beauty Witch, uh, my Instagram, you'll be able to know when that's going to be happening. I'll awesome. Make it, cool. I will make it known. I will make it known. <laughs> trust me. Mm -hmm. the, and amazing. actually your Instagram, just before we get started, is at 
the beauty which it's, there's some underscores yeah, though it's but i'm sure if you type in underscore beauty, beauty witch. witch underscore there's one other person who goes oh. by the beauty witch oh so mine is the one it has like a purple icon like a lavender icon okay yeah. look for don't lavender follow the other beauty witch or follow her she's she an seems, imposter no, oh she no, seems nice. actually she i think she found mine and she changed her handle to the beauty witch official so i'm like ooh, Ooh. oh shit she's, she's actually the, she's the official she had it first i'll be i'll be fair she, she had it first but. that's true that's like us and our email address so our email address is keep it weirder at gmail.com because keep it weird, weird was our Take taken. It. Is like Austin, did Austin, Texas take it? Right? <laughs> Probably. It's like but Austin, also, Texas. Yeah. Or <laughs> Portland, like, somewhat, because yeah. don't they say oh, yeah, keep yeah. Portland weird? Portland, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I mean, you know, looking back, we probably could have chosen keep it weird podcast at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> probably sure. would have been a better choice. <laughs> hey, we but were we noobs. didn't know. We were noobs. We were amateur. <laughs> we didn't know how many emails we'd be getting. I know. Um, at least they're making it to us. That's, uh, that's all that matters. That's okay. what matters. So today we're kind of going to be talking all about mediumship. Mm-hmm. And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? First of all, you live in L.A. Where are you originally from? I grew up in Southern Orange County. So oh. I was born in Newport Beach. Mm. So you're a California girl. I am a California girl. Is that your favorite song? That is one of my top 10 favorite songs <laughs> wait really no oh, okay absolutely not all right she's no, just, probably at least doing favorite. me a favor I'm, with that improv yeah, yeah, yeah. joke okay no, I'm, I'm i'm like a music <laughs> snob no not really um but yeah so i grew up in southern orange county i've been coming to la for like most of my life i've been a medium since i was born and i like didn't really understand what was going on for a long time and then I was able to really understand what I was experiencing when I was around 18 years old is like when all the pieces kind of fell into place and I was like oh that's me that's oh mediums that's what I'm doing and like understanding that I was like channeling like people who have passed away or channeling information or like that's when everything kind of got really crazy and I got like well, I guess I've been touched and talked to like my whole life, but that's like when I started getting like scratch marks and like just things wow. like that were like a lot more like being shaken awake or physically. like being physically like pushed and just all the weird stuff. And then also like having people scream like in my face and like scream wow. in my ears or whatever, you know. So there's a lot. But I did experience that when I was a child as well. I just didn't really like understand have that the that's tools what was going to on. like understand because yeah. no one in well, my family has this and has also that. that's interesting if it's something that you've experienced your whole life there comes a point where like how do you know that that's not what's happening to everyone right. exactly oh, does everyone get yeah. these voices like when i used to watch the paranormal like investigator shows they'd be like oh my god someone's touching me and i'm like yeah I feel that every day, all day long. Like, I was like, oh, I thought everyone felt like weird sensations on their skin all the time, you know? Like, so then I started realizing that, oh, my perception is like maybe a little bit different than the majority of people, but not actually that much different, is what, which I will talk about later. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's sort of like, you know, how do you know you're colorblind unless you take a test? Mm-hmm. Right. Because there's no way to describe what blue is. Mm-hmm. There's no way to describe that mm-hmm. except for saying like, 
you know, that thing is blue. Yep. And then if you're colorblind, you're just like, all right, that's blue. I guess that's blue. I'll believe it. <laughs> I don't know. Until you actually take the test that shows like, oh, I'm colorblind. You have right. no idea you're right. colorblind. You yeah. don't know that this it's is just how the way your life. People- yeah. Yeah. And that's why I didn't understand like that. I was like a psychic medium for a long time, like because I just didn't understand like what I was supposed to be experiencing. Mm-hmm. I thought that, it, you know, if you're a psychic, that means that you can see everyone's aura and that you see dead people like plain as day walking in front of your face and that's just for some people that can be their experience but that's pretty rare like for me that wasn't that's not how I my abilities like manifested themselves and and so learning how to um like interpret what I was experiencing was was key in in understanding that like what I was and it like I'm, I'm gonna be 30 next month it's taken me 30 years to be able to really understand what I was experiencing and use it to benefit people around me and myself and I still have so much more to learn and so much more like expanding to do as medium as well so it's just vast yeah do you use any tools when you are um when you're doing the work for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not completely necessary, but for just to kind of get myself like grounded, I, um, I'll i just like use some frankincense oil mm-hmm. and I like to burn um, sandalwood incense because I used to use that when I was like a little kid. And that's that smell kind of brings me back to just like that grounded, non-adult feeling um way where there's like all the stress of being an adult Mm -hmm. so I like sandalwood and I I use frankincense oil and then I just ground my clients with my hands so I actually don't need either of those things to do what I do I just it it kind of like out of habit makes it easier for me to like tap into that like the channeling but it's not necessary I channel like all day every day to everyone I meet without using any (laughs) without using anything yeah Yeah. I also um use a golden uh healer lumerian quartz that I hold while I'm um seeing my clients but that's just at home and I don't it's again not necessary it's just like because I have been working with these um tools for my whole life i understand how they work so i can use them to um, enhance my experience as a channel and a medium but they're not necessary at all i mean it's kind of like um what's that thing where if you're studying for a test and you chew a certain flavor of gum Mm -hmm. and then you chew that same flavor of gum when you take the test it's easier to recall like it's easier to like just pluck the things out of your subconscious Mm -hmm. because of that familiarity yeah Yeah. so it's not necessarily like a tool that you are actively using Mm -hmm. but it's something that just sets you into the right state of mind yeah Mm -hmm. because like you said you've got other things going on you're a human being Mm -hmm. so you've got the stress of that morning or like Mm -hmm. the anxieties of tomorrow Mm -hmm. or like whatever Mm -hmm. so to be able to just like shut that shit down and Mm -hmm. get to work yeah you yeah. use those kind of tools, and that's a really good idea. That's a really good idea. Yeah. It is. And plus, <laughs> everyone can use that. You know? Also, they're fun. And yeah. it looks cool. Yeah. yeah. It looks cool. Right? You yeah, got that definitely. incense burning? It's yeah. like, yeah, bitch. This yeah. looks official. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, bitch. I'm a witch. I, I, uh, the, the smell, I think, is for me really, um, a big part of it. But then also, I, I don't like to, like, have too much. Uh, like witchy type stuff going on because a lot of my clients are not um, very spiritually um, advanced so they 
I, I just want them to feel like trusting and like down like I'm just a normal person. Yeah. I just know how to use this part of myself that we all have that we haven't been taught how to use. Right. Basically. Sure. You don't so want to walk to, in. You don't want to have too many yeah. crystals sitting yeah. out and have yeah. like things. Like I'm just regular. I mean, side. I do have yeah. a, a, a shitload of crystals. Honestly, I have a lot of crystals. But yeah, crystals are great because they're beautiful and amazing. Oh, they're gorgeous. Yeah. I like to work with them mostly by myself for my own personal spiritual sure. stuff but like I just like want my clients to feel comfortable feel safe some of my clients are like I don't know why I'm here and I don't trust you and I'm like that's fine that's totally I fine I wouldn't trust me either that's you totally don't want to have know. any other <laughs> extra gadgets to yeah, talk them exactly. out of anything exactly <laughs> makes sense. well and you also don't want your place to look like an urban outfitters like yes trinket section yep these yeah. days where that it's like is what it here's looks my like sage now. here's my mm-hmm. crystal here's my Yep, scrying board, starter, which kit. is fine, but you know, for those people who are already uncomfortable with like yeah. contacting a medium yeah. to walk in and be like, "Do you want to play with a Ouija board?" Right. It's like, no, I, I won't. I won't. I do not own a Ouija board. Talking boards are. I don't mess with that stuff at all. I'm like very anti talking. I boards. definitely feel like <laughs> the people that I've spoken to who are sensitive to that. The, the spiritual world or if you don't want to call it the spiritual world that dimension if yeah. you will like however you want to put it people that are more sensitive to that more in tune to that are very anti talking boards, boards and yeah. spirit boards yeah I mean it's just like kind of asking for trouble in a weird way I, yeah. I, I don't know I I don't like them I they freak me out and I and I don't want to have one in my house <laughs> that's I fair that yeah yeah I've always everywhere I've ever lived. I think I've had a, a spirit board either because I had one or whoever I was living with had yeah, one or my mom that. had one. So yeah. it's just having like monopoly in my house. It's just another. It's just board. something that I like. <laughs> yeah, I also don't play with it. Yeah. yeah, I also don't pull it out and be like, "Do you want to play with this?" Like right. you and I have used a yeah, spirit board it. for the show, right? And we've like taken every precaution. We've burnt everything we're supposed to burn. We yep. have like come at it with a very positive you know mm-hmm. like we are asking to speak with you we are not inviting you yeah. to we were not stay. trying to conjure you know what i mean we're evil. not trying yeah. to conjure yeah. anything and then like thanking them saying goodbye saying we appreciate yeah. mm-hmm. you coming today and putting it away even yeah. though like yeah. i don't think anything happened we play with but still we were <laughs> i know very i was such a skeptic yeah. about it after we did it i still am like because we did it with two of our friends mm-hmm. and i still to this day i'm like tyler was moving it the entire time <laughs> I, I love how we pinpointed Tyler. You are yeah. like, it was Tyler. I just automatically was like, I don't trust you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those talking boards have been, I had an old boss who was like a Russian lady and, and her family like for many generations were like Roma. They were Romanian and mm-hmm. then part of them moved to Russia or whatever. And they had a talking board that they made themselves and I guess it was something that their family had done for a long time. Oh. So it is a way that people do, like some people it is like traditional in their mm-hmm. lineage I guess to use those. Sure. And it's like if you if you have been given the skill set and you know what you're doing like fine but i think like especially people who are like this is stupid like oh we'll see what this is and then it's like you're basically opening up a door inviting whoever to be like oh you want to fuck with spirits okay yeah we'll come fuck with you that's that's cool like we're bored they're bored a lot of them are bored yeah Yeah. they want it they're they want to come and mess with you use your energy yeah like you know, make themselves known. And um, so that's where it's kind of like 
spooky, especially because I already have attracted so many things I didn't want to have around me in my life. It's like talking. Don't mess. Yeah, I'm good on talking. Yeah, I'm fine. But if you want to have fun, I'm not going to poke the bear. No, (laughs) I'm going to stay very far away. That's very fair. (laughs) Since we're talking about kind of like who you are and your experiences, this is a good time to read some of the questions that were sent in by people. Um, We definitely, listeners, we're going to be talking about, like I said, we're going to be talking about the history. We're going to be talking about the science. And we will come back to uh, personal experiences that any of us have had, mostly Amy. Um, But (laughs) just the kind of who you are. So one of the questions that was sent in was, how did you find out you were a medium? Was it always known or was it learned? Which we kind of already covered. Mm -hmm. This one I really want to know. And you kind of covered this too, but I kind of want some examples. Can you feel things about others just by walking past or do you need to sit down and talk to them in depth first before you get a clear? Ooh, that's good. Um, I mean, people are, it's generally different for everybody. I'll use an example today. I was at the DMV and this like large man came and asked to sit next to me, sat next to me, and I immediately could tell that I liked his energy, had good energy. And then there's another person who walks by and I'm like, ugh, no, get away from me. <laughs> but there's also people who are like very lovely people who have really good energy, but they're, they've been like um, injured emotionally or spiritually or whatever. So they close themselves off. So you can't really feel them because they're afraid of um, intimate connection with people. So like someone could be a really good person, but you can kind of feel nothing from them. Or um, I have one other person that I've met whose like mother was like some type of spiritualist and she put like a block around her daughter. And so I can't read her like I can't do readings on her. She's the only person I've ever met that was that way. But wow. um, Generally, I can tell the frequency of a person's vibration, like if they're like very high vibrational, if they're low vibrational, just kind of by seeing them. Or feeling their energy, and the people that are that are closed off are the ones that are that are harder that are to difficult. read. Mm-hmm. Well, then I so earlier before we were recording, we were kind of talking about like you know fire signs, water signs, mm-hmm. etc. And you said that I you, you pictured like, like a frame, yeah, yeah, a frame, a, a frame, flame, flame, a flame, yeah. a flame frame, fire. yeah, a frame, a flame. Yeah, <laughs> um, is that because I have a high vibration or um, totally separate thing? It's it wasn't really a vibrational thing. It was more like your um, like physical appearance. You kind of look like a flame. Really? To me. Like is the it shape. the tall hair? Um, it <laughs> is a little bit of the wig on top. <laughs> but also you kind of just look like an Aries to me, which is kind of a hard thing to describe. It's like you're wearing, you're kind of like mysterious and like dark mm, that's yeah. true um very not all aries are, are like that at all but like i have met a handful of aries that have that have a very similar appearance similar vibe mm-hmm. yeah similar physical vibe wait yeah. okay you said your birthday's next month when's your birthday march 13th <gasps> you guys are so close we're so close mm-hmm. uh, we should yeah. celebrate together <laughs> yeah Party. 31 so, yeah um, i'm a pisces which is like generally like oh the most psychic sign but um i have a gemini moon and gemini is actually the channel sign like that that sign is is um at least in what i've learned about astrology is that's like a lot of gemini's are writers and um they they are like a channel 
Like the right. ge- Gemini's are the channel. Why am I not then? I'm a I'm a Gemini. You're, my it channel? also depends on all of the other placements of your planets. And yeah, stuff. I need to like learn mostly more. where you're. I mean, <laughs> Mercury is is what represents your communication. So, okay. um, depending on what your Mercury is, like my Mercury is Gemini. So okay. I have it's like based on my chart alone is like, oh, you look like you would be a medium based on just my chart, which is crazy, um, which is like. Just what I've been told from astrologers that I've worked with. I don't. I don't know enough about astrology to be able to like say. Yeah, that. you're not. Sure. A, I'm not an astrologer expert. Astrology. Person. And so I'm a non-channeling Gemini, but you told me that I looked like a Leo. Do yeah. you have any explanation for that? I just think like when I've I I mean I have a couple friends that are Leos that don't fall into this category, but it's like they have like a sandy kind of like liony look to them i don't know they kind of look like lions lions. you kind of have a lion vibe yeah i I enjoy that so i I accept that i accept that about myself thank you (laughs) these are (laughs) these are just my personal um like based on my personal experiences and like my personal research and and who i know and all the signs that i know like this is yeah this should be not taken like to be. You know. <laughs> oh, but I like all, it. I just Leos like... look like this. It's like, right. And that's just not probably not true. But in my experience, like I can kind of see and it's it's right. more feeling with um with different signs, depending on like if they're air, fire, water or earth, like earth signs are usually like really comfort comforting to be around because they're just like especially for me because I have almost no earth in my chart. So I'm just like, oh, you're just like you make me feel relaxed and like nothing's gonna like fall apart or explode yeah um and so that's like more of the i i when i can feel a person's energy i can kind of get like guess their maybe one of their main planetary signs i just thought it was interesting yeah Yeah, it's totally interesting (laughs) i've never thought of it like in that way before yeah and i also we talked about this too i was like i know nothing about astrology like even the basics like you mm-hmm. could be like i was born on in september and i'm like is that a virgo or yeah a, i'm like uh, tell me your son because yeah, i don't remember. just tell me yeah. yeah i think that's good for now uh questions wise because this other question we'll get to later because okay. i actually have something to get into with that so let's talk a little bit about the history of mediums yeah and uh different tools and stuff like that and then we'll kind of yeah we'll all we'll all chit chat if once we for sure and now like i especially as we're jumping into this now i don't even want to go too long on the history because i feel like the more interesting part is going to be hearing about stories and mediums but (laughs) yes just i think it's good to at least tell our listeners and talk about Absolutely. What, like, I what mean, the, the hell is a medium? Is, is, yeah. When did people discover Mediums this? Mediums are have been around since the beginning of time. Yeah, one hundred percent. But documented, right, is a little different. So mediumship, we're just gonna like dumb it down right from the start. Mediumship, for anyone who doesn't know, is the practice of mediating communication between the spiritual world and living human beings. Practitioners of mediumship are known as mediums, as we've been saying. And there are tons of different types of mediumship, which we'll jump into in a little bit. Some include channeling, which we've been discussing. Some people like to use tools like Ouija boards. And some people like to completely fake mediumship, which Mm -hmm. we'll jump into a little bit too. 
Um, humans have been contacting the dead since the beginning of human existence. Um, there are cave paintings by indigenous Australians that date back 28,000 years ago that depict skulls, bones, spirit, and the afterlife as if the humans were communicating with the spirit that was coming out of the skull and the bones. That's kind of what the pictures were depicting. And other cave paintings in Indonesia date back even further, 10,000 years further than the Australians that also have similar um, pictures of people trying to communicate with what's clearly in the afterlife. It's like showing people next to bones being like showing that they're deceased and then the conversations happening after. So historians are looking at this and saying, okay, even in cave paintings, they were talking about communicating with the dead. So this has truly been since the beginning of time. And that also could be a representation of the fact that it's all the same thing. Like it's all the same plane. Yeah. That it's not it's, necessarily like when your body dies, you go to the clouds. Right. Now you're up in the like, air. No, it's all the same plane of existence. Exactly. It's just a matter of like what, um, I don't know. What's the word? What mode you're in? Yeah. Is that the right word? Mode? Sure. No. Nope. Because I don't know go a better on. word. <laughs> <laughs> mode. Sure. It works. Um, But then... And also, ancient Greeks used to, it was known that they would kind of go into a trance at times and start talking in a different voice, which was a little bit of the channeling that we've discussed. I think it was the first historically noted time that channeling ever happened. Like someone would go what looked like into an unconscious state, but then would reopen their eyes and have a new voice coming out. It was as if they were channeling someone who had died or someone that Nobody even knew, but they would have a totally new voice, a new cadence, new tone. So that was happening in ancient Greece, which is pretty crazy. So it is believed that people have been able to communicate with the dead forever and ever. Mediumship really gained popularity and started to be of note um, in the 19th century. And this is when the religion spiritualism came to be. Mm-hmm. And What's cool, what I learned about spiritualism is it was kind of a feminist movement, yes, which I thought I was awesome. Yes, I wrote that down too. I love that because women at this time had no voice. They weren't allowed to speak on anything. Mm-hmm. They weren't really allowed to take a stand in any religions that existed, like all the Puritan-style religions. It was like women were, were silenced. Yeah. yeah, they were all just at home. But then the spiritualism religion came about, and it was all ran by women, and women finally found their platform to be able to talk. And what I love is women took the way they were being treated and used it to their strength. They were saying, oh... You call us weak and say that, you know, we can't do anything because we're we're weak minded and weak physically. So we, you know, we can't do anything that the men can do. Well, if we're so weak, we are a better vessel for the dead to communicate with. So they mm-hmm. used it to their advantage and said, we are the weaker sex, but that makes us more open to communicate with spirits. So mm-hmm. here we go. Now we have all these people who are mediums who can communicate with the dead. And they started this whole religion around it. And most of the women who were heavily involved in spiritualism, which basically was all centered around mediumship, that's kind of what this religion was, they believed that Jesus dying on the cross and resurrecting was more of like, oh, we're able to communicate with him in the afterlife because we have the power of being a medium. That was kind of, they took Jesus and still said it's a religion, but they're saying we're all mediums and that's why we can communicate with Jesus and blah, blah, blah. So most of the women who were involved in spiritualism 
were actually like suffragettes and Mm -hmm. women who were fighting for their rights, which I loved. And they used spiritualism again to their advantage. They were so smart about it. They're like, okay, we finally have this platform. We have this religion. We're also going to say what we want now because we've found our voice and we found this way to speak to the public. So they were able to finally get up on the podium and say, we should have the right to vote and we should have the right to do this and that. So I love that it was all these women fighting for women's rights and they did it all by, you know, focusing around the spiritualism. So there were negatives and positive. Oh no, go ahead. Oh no. I was just going to say, I think that the, um, that hasn't really changed so much. Um, the, Everyone that I've met in my life that has any level of psychic ability or medium uh, abilities have been very um, empathetic people. Mm -hmm. And empaths. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that 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 you have to be an empathetic people to be someone who fights for the rights of of people fellow man 100 percent so i do think that i've never met a republican medium nope (laughs) i just don't think that it it's i mean i'm sure it's possible but you know what i mean like to be able to be empathetic enough to because i think you have to be right i don't to fight for humanity and yeah to be yeah definitely and to be a medium would you consider yourself to be an empath Uh oh yeah yeah okay i mean you, you if you're an like an like a narcissist or a sociopath, like you could be a medium, but I don't know. Not it a good like one. it would be really hard. <laughs> yeah, not a good you, one. You would be somebody like who ends up running a cult and makes you yep. kill themselves or whatever. Right. Like Ugh. it's just just out of power and weird. Um, but for um, like fighting for humanity, being being a channel of um, spirit and being a woman, you're channeling. Or being, you know, somebody who identifies as female or feminine, you're channeling information for like the divine feminine and like understanding like what our role of of divine feminine is, and that is like instinctual knowing, and um, you know, we create life within ourselves, and we have we have the um, connection with with the earth and with spirit to kind of know what is supposed to be going on, and because of the patriarchal religions and um like systematic thing that has taken over for the last hundreds and that probably thousands of years has really like fucked that up because the divine masculine which i've channeled this message before from different um groups and different entities that the divine masculine their job is to protect and serve their community and their loved ones the elders the children and um they kind of like have completely lost that part of themselves. And so they, they have this void and they fill it with like um, domineering power or like money, like obsession or materialistic obsession and and um, dominating over women. But in, in reality, they're supposed to kind of just protect us so that we can give them the information um, that, that the community needs in order to thrive and survive. And that mm-hmm. goes back to like thousands of years ago when, you know, there, there was a, you know, there's a drought, there's no food. And then, you know, the channel or the seer or the medium says, okay, well, we need to go to this place so that we can not die. And then the whole community follows that person and the men, their job is to protect mm-hmm. the community. And that's what makes them feel fulfilled. And that's why they're so like, so out of whack. So have gotten so far into this like pain 
because they it's like they've lost their ability to recognize where their power lies and that that is actually what makes you feel fulfilled and that yeah. and that goes for like anybody who identif- identifies as masculine mm-hmm. sure and you know when you say things like protect the community protect the tribe protect the your partner whoever that feminine energy is it has changed when we were cavemen that protection was brute strength mm-hmm. today that protection, you know, it can be knowledge. It can be uh, financial protection. Support. Uh, yeah, yeah, financial yeah. support, financial stability, intelligence. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a form of protection in itself today, in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, being the strongest, that's not what we need anymore. No. That's not what the community needs. Right. Because we don't have to physically fight for our food. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, as I was saying, to be a medium, I think it would be impossible not to be empathetic I agree. to just mankind in general. So I do feel like that hasn't quite changed. It's mm-hmm. like of course they were suffragettes. Of course right. they were fighting yeah, for the fighting rights for the of people. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, cause you also as a medium, you know, I've met, I've lived so many lives. I, I'm gonna live so many more lives. Like the bigger picture is more important than my individual personal life and my and personal, personal gain. Yeah, yeah. personal yeah. gain and personal like happiness and achievements it's like i mean obviously i want to be happy but like i know that this is just like one of many situations so i'm gonna use that to benefit the community as a whole mm-hmm. and like by being a suffragette or by fighting for equal rights yeah 100 mm-hmm. so i love that i think it's so cool unfortunately oh actually <laughs> <laughs> like unfortunately really cool. some idiots unfortunately. came out of it too <laughs> no. oh, yeah. um but before i touch on the dum-dums i did want to say one more thing about religion and mediums because we always ashley and i talk a lot about um religion on the podcast and how we think it's crazy that so many people will say the paranormal or spiritual world can't be real because I believe in the Bible and the Bible would never say anything like that. And we're like, have you read the Bible? Do you hear these things? And there's actually a story in the Hebrew Bible called the witch of Endor, which is a story about a woman who raised the spirit of a, of the deceased prophet Samuel to allow the Hebrew King Saul to question his former mentor about an upcoming battle. And she is referred to as a witch in one version and in another version as it actually says medium. It calls oh, wow. her a medium hmm. and the guy the guy the king saul <laughs> the guy that, that and the dude, dude that, that like uh, dude that needed her uh king saul <laughs> summoned her because he knew she had the power to talk to a spirit and so i just wanted to throw that other little example in of like yeah, d- yeah. you see and i've met <laughs> some people who are very um very religious christians who when i tell them what i do they say oh you you channel the holy spirit and you're a healer that make that we do that too mm-hmm. so it it isn't all it's like the version of um catholicism or christianity that like is really oppressive to people to keep people under control mm-hmm. that's like a man made thing but christ consciousness and t- like true truly being like a christian and living in the in like you know the footsteps of christ or whatever is a lot more open and healing and like you want to get messages from christ and that's Mm -hmm. how they'll come through to you if you're a christian right that's the voice that you want to hear them from exactly we talk about that a lot on the show just about how most disagreements between atheists christians muslims blah 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 catholics whatever is a language barrier 
mm-hmm. is the fact that like, oh, you use this word for that and I use this word for that. So, so they're on different, different things. Sides. But yeah. it's like, it's all the same shit. It's all the same you thing. You have the it's, same goal. And it's also same like, you. it's all the same also in the sense that like, you believe that you personally hold the mysteries of the universe, which is just not true. Mm-hmm. Nobody does. Yeah. And it's all like, it doesn't matter how you worship or how you have your spiritual experience at all, as long as you figure out how to have it. Cause like, that's what human beings, that's a, a basic core pillar of humanity is yep. to have this relationship with, with energy, you know, mm-hmm. in whatever form you want to look at it as. Yeah. But we all end up, we're all saying the same thing yep. at yeah. the end of it. So that's yep. just so fascinating. Absolutely. Okay, so to get back to the dum-dums that unfortunately came out of the <laughs> of the spiritualism religion, the most famous example is the Fox sisters. Mm-hmm. If yes. you, it, we've yeah. all heard of them that were in New York in 1848. They used all the tricks in the book. Mm-hmm. They claimed that they could hear rappings and tappings and were that meant they were being <laughs> communicated with but it turns out they were using they were cracking their knuckles which is the, their feet knuckles. their toe knuckle which is even worse <laughs> which here's the thing that's awful. more power to them because i can't crack my toe knuckles i can't either so i'm like hey use nice your talent talent yeah use your talent we and they didn't made have money america's got talent at the time so <laughs> toe knuckle cracking i also wonder though because i have heard that the whole story of the fox sisters and and like I just wonder because of the time period and the oppression of women and like the their like weird fame that they have. It's like I wonder if they just really didn't want all the attention anymore and they really didn't want to have people coming to their door trying to prove them wrong as a medium like it's easier to either not talk about it or just like if you can't beat them, join them. So be like, yeah, we we're faking it the whole time. Please leave us alone forever. Now. Yeah, please. Right. You know, I feel sure. like that might be easier. But also like I've never I mean. A couple times in my life, I've been like, if there's someone here, knock on the door and then they'll knock like that. That really like that's not in my experience how spirits like how typically works. communicate unless they're like really trying to get your attention. And it's usually like, I don't know, it's not in response to m- me or Asking. anything. I mean, unless you're in a place that nobody has been in in a long time that is like haunted. Sure. That's like where they have complete reign over it and there's no living people that go into that place and then maybe they can have more right. you know, ability to do that. But I, I just haven't had that experience personally. Yeah, yeah. it's also kind of how um, people who have claimed to have been abducted by aliens or mm-hmm. uh, even, um, what's their name, that lived in the Amityville house. Oh, yeah. I can't uh, think of their name, but those yeah, people. that family. But it was the same thing where it was like, they were like, no, this happened to us, this happened to us, this happened to us. And then they get ridiculed and ridiculed and ridiculed and made fun of and mm. like challenged for so long. And then they're like, we made it up. And it's like, did you? Right. Yeah. Because eventually you're like, fuck it. Yeah. I don't care. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. This was fun for a minute. Well, and that's, and that's, that. that's the sad part about the Fox sister story is they found all this fame for a while. They kind of had this little like traveling magic show at one point. P.T. Barnum had them yeah. come into the circus and do shows with him. And it's like they made a lot of money. They found a lot of success. But then as soon as people started to question it and ridicule them, that's when they finally got broken down and said, okay, you're right. We were using tricks. And then they all ended up becoming like terrible alcoholics, like had such a sad, depressing life following that. And it just makes me sad that 
I mean, even if they were faking it, that that people had to break it down for them. It was still people were still having fun watching their show and they were entertainers, if nothing else. And it just makes me sad that they, you know, were exiled and pushed out into such darkness after that. But it sucks. It really does. So that was a bummer. (laughs) <laughs> those are always my fun transitions so unfortunately unfortunately no. but there are lots of people who also seem pretty legitimate i just wanted to touch on that there were a lot of stage magicians came out of mediumship becoming more popular and a lot of people took it on the road for entertainment but it seems like there were also very legitimate people and i'm going to touch on some of these people who seem a little bit more legitimate, but I wanted to go through the different forms of mediumship. And some of these people are attached to the different subcategories, which is fun. So there's mental mediumship, which is communication by telepathy. The medium will hear or see or feel messages from spirits, either directly or with the help of a spirit guide. And then this medium can pass on the information to the recipient. And that is what you are. Yes. A Would you say medium? that's what you do? Um, more than yeah, like channel? But I, yeah. Well, I I would call it claircognizance. I'm claircognizant, clairaudient, and clairvoyant. And okay. those are the things that I... But I'm more claircognizant than anything else. Okay. So that is uh, clear knowing is what that means. Right. I was going to go into that next. Okay, of the, <laughs> no, I love that because I was going to ask you which yeah. ones you experienced because in mental mediumship, you either you have a couple things usually, but there's clairvoyance, which is the clear seeing right. mm-hmm. the clairaudience, which is the hearing. If you can hear the voices or spirits, which you mm-hmm. also can do. Um, clairsentience, which is clear sensing. So you can sense that a spirit wants to communicate, but you may not actually hear or Mm -hmm. see exactly what the message is supposed to be. Clairalience, which is clear smell, smelling, which I I didn't realize was a thing. Yeah. I have a friend who has that. that. Only one person I've ever met. That has the smell. And actually I've had that experience like probably a handful of times. So she will smell that like something new has entered the room or. Well, it's actually she, we're she's one of my very close friends and it's something that we're trying to figure out like what it correlates with exactly yeah. because she's like always um for many years kind of like thought thought about in, in a scientific way where she's like oh what's wrong with me i have this like phantom nose problem yeah and then she'll like do all these weird things to try to make it stop like stand on her head and smack her face or whatever yeah. you know <laughs> but then i was like well what do you smell and so she's starting to explain to the smells and when do you smell them let's try let's find a pattern let's figure yeah. out why this is happening because it is because i've never met anybody with that it's ability so interesting. before but i have had it before like you know, like walking into a place and, and smelling smoke and it's like, why do I smell smoke? Oh, this place burned down, you know, 50 years ago. Or like, why do I smell blood? Yeah. Oh, because people were murdered here. Oh. And or like, why do I smell flowers? I smell this. I smell gardenias. Oh, grandma used to wear that perfume. It's mm. like, so th- that's kind of my experience with it. Okay. But I'm I'm more have the other ones. And I do have the clear the clear sensing when I'm dealing with my clients. Mm-hmm. I get pain in parts of my body that they that that they experience so okay. like i'll experience pain in certain so you parts have the sensation mm-hmm. that is this is also and cool one thing that i know we'll talk about but i'll touch on it very quickly is the fact you know and you've stated it before too that everyone is a channel mm-hmm. everyone has the ability mm-hmm. it's a matter of the strength of the ability 
well practicing it practicing it yeah it's a practice and it's also like um getting out of your own way like by by like um kind of stopping i i refer to it as flexing your brain because sometimes i'll be like meditating and like my guides will be like stop trying to hear us and i'm like okay stop flexing my brain and then the messages will kind of start to come through so okay. people getting in their own way and then also mainly just not understanding what's what, happening what's happening right which is what my experience was for my, most of my life yeah you don't even realize what you're yeah. going through but you hear stories all the time about people all of a sudden being like grandma like smelling that distinct like yeah. i smell my grandmother right now mm -hmm. that is a form of that yeah mediumship the, yeah, the that is a form of mm -hmm. like it's not necessarily the grandma walked past your nose right <laughs> i mean it kind of is but yeah. you know it's that sort of sense and like if you could in that moment instead of like your brain running like grandma 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 if you could in that moment just not concentrate actually opposite of concentrate mm -hmm. and open that sensory part of yourself that mm -hmm. actual sense the smell it would go on for longer right you would be able to open something up sure but instead you're shocked into like i just want my grandma right. i have to call what's going on i've ever yeah, known yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, anyways totally. <laughs> no that's so true there's also clear gustance, which is clear tasting. So we've kind Whoa. of just gone through all the senses now, and it's the ability to receive taste impressions from a spirit, which Trip. that sounds nutty. Yeah. All of a sudden you get a taste in your mouth, and it's like, oh, this is from this, or reminds me of this. So yeah. if you taste Werther's, that's grandma. <laughs> that's grandma. That's, grandma. <laughs> that's grandma's pocket candy. There she is. <laughs> or those weird strawberry things with yeah, the jelly, the jelly on the inside. In the I freaking love those They're candies. So I do never see them anywhere. No, you don't I buy them. They those. just appear. They yeah. just appear. <laughs> They're in, the in like a, a random dish jar. At grandma's <laughs> house crystal dish at someone's house or like at a doctor's yeah. on a front desk they <laughs> yes. randomly appear or it's like a Chinese way. restaurant yes. you're like, wait a minute you're not my grandma you're not my grandmother <laughs> as soon as this recording is done I'm going to look up on Amazon if you can buy those strawberry candies in bulk, anyway, in bulk. I'm sure you can and then Claire cognizance, which is clear knowing, the ability to know something without receiving it through normal or psychic senses, it's a feeling of just Knowing and often a medium will claim to have the feeling that a message or a situation is right or wrong. Does mm -hmm. that sound? Yeah, that's probably the accurate. very, the very, my strongest ability. Um, and that's how I've been. That's like what made me understand that I was a medium. And that's actually probably the most common thing that my clients have that they don't understand what they're experiencing. So multiple times I've spoken to my clients and I'm like, you're a medium and you don't know it. And, yeah. and I'm like, do you ever have a moment where you have a friend and they are going through an experience and you just feel an overwhelming urge to give them a piece of advice and you have to tell them and you have to tell them right now. And then you think, where did I hear that? I don't actually know where I learned that information. Mm -hmm. That's because you're channeling. And people ah. do that all the time, but they don't understand that they're getting a message from their higher self or from spirit because we've been con it's been conditioned out of us so sure. so intensely. But p people do it all the time, and that's they just so don't true. Know. Mm -hmm. People have done that to me several times. Like mm -hmm. I have to tell you something right now. I'm like, where did that come from? And then they're like, I don't know. I just thought about. I just felt yeah. like you need to know that, and that's because they're channeling. You know, they're we channeling your the guys. We do. Everybody <laughs> is a channel. It's just a matter mm -hmm. of 
like understanding, you know. Would you say that clear cognizance, like that knowing something is right or wrong goes along with if we ever meet someone and just have this overwhelming feeling of dread where it's like I cannot get down with your vibe because I have that happen sometimes but I don't know if we all just pick up energies too and I mean sometimes if I can just tell like oh you're not good for me you're gonna be right, toxic right um I think that like people we all run at a at a, our, a particular frequency at a particular time in our life so mm-hmm. like when I was younger I used to have or I, I, before I became a sober person. I used to have issues with drugs and alcohol and I was running at a really low frequency. And the people that would come into my my bubble were also people with low frequency. And then as I became healed and I've gotten better and better, those people drop away because I don't want I don't like their frequency anymore. Yeah. So it's like you're at a certain frequency and if someone comes in and they're at a low frequency, you're going to be like, "Ugh, I don't want you. we don't match." Yeah. And you're going to feel it and you're not going to want them around. So sure. that's probably what what, what I would explain how I would explain what you're experiencing. Okay. And I think it has a lot to do with what science would call intuition. Yeah. Because even top scientists in the whole world have no fucking clue what intuition is. They right. don't understand how it works. They know that every creature has it, but they don't understand what it is. Mm-hmm. And it is that situation. It's like that. It's basically our, and I'll get more into this when I get to the sciencey side, because if you don't want to talk about your spirit or your vibes, mm-hmm. your consciousness, which we all know we have, yep. and we don't understand it, Connecting with another consciousness. Yeah. And your intuition saying. Nope, 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 mm-hmm. nope. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. I don't want that. Yep. Mm-hmm. That happens This is dangerous and I have to leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Feel that all the time. But also touching on, just really quick, sorry, I don't no. want to keep interjecting. But um, this is good. on the like medium saying like whether something is right or wrong, um, in my experience, when I'm dealing with a client and they're asking me advice about something being right or wrong, it's that's never it's never really like yes or no. If mm-hmm. I, and based on my channeling and the messages I receive from spirit, if somebody if somebody calls himself a medium and they tell you dis- definitively yes or no, that's very rare. Like to be to be a message that you're getting because either it's supported. Ultimately, it is your decision. We have free will. It's either supported or maybe it's not such a great thing to try. But if you're going to do it, there's no wrong thing. Like you're supposed to do whatever you're supposed to do to learn whatever lesson. So that's something that I just like I don't agree with that some mediums, I think, because sometimes people are so eager to believe you. If you're if you say I'm a medium, they're like, oh, my God, you know, all the mysteries of the universe. Tell me. And it's like it takes away their own decision making like that Confidence? they still have free will. And- yeah. So it's like if I go to somebody and they say, your guides are not supporting that you date this person. And I say, fuck you. I want to date them anyway. I'm going to date that person. And I might end up having like a shitty time. But I'm going to learn some really valuable lessons. I'm going to grow in a lot of ways. So there's just there's no like wrong way to do yeah. things. I mean, that's like parenting. It's mm-hmm. literally like parenting. Yeah. You have to let your kid get hurt. Uh-huh. You have to let them make bad choices. You have to mm-hmm. let them get in trouble or they're going to grow up to be Ted Bundy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like you true. have to discipline them. And that's kind of what <laughs> your spirit guides. I think <laughs> yeah. I kind of think that that's that's how I like to look at it as they're mm-hmm. like, Definitely. you have to learn this. You have I can't to fall on give your face. You all of this, yeah. mentally. or you're gonna yeah. be 
garbage. It's true. You're going to be a trash. Everyone should watch the Black Mirror episode Archangel because it explores that of the mom like trying to censor her daughter's whole life and then her. And then what happens is you grow up and you're a sociopath because you literally have not experienced anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes your guides will give you like like I've had a couple experiences where where my clients will be like should I do this thing and I'm like oh my god your guys are super supportive of that that they're like really loud about it they won't stop they're really loud about it and then I'll see that person like a month later I'm like how's that thing going and they're like oh my god everything just fell apart and I'm like and then I get freaked out because I'm like why would you tell me that they're supposed to do this thing if the, if it caused them pain and it's like because that's the experience they were supposed to have yeah mm-hmm. they had a lesson to learn. Yep. like I had that a friend who was pregnant and I was like Oh my God! Your guides are saying that your that your delivery is going to be super easy and like great. And I was thinking, I was like, I wonder if they just told her that so that she would go into it with like a really calm mindset and like in case there's complications, so that her mindset is already this is going to be easy for me. She ended up having an easy delivery, but I also thought second guessed yourself. Well, it wasn't it wasn't a second guessing. It was more like I wonder if her guides told me to tell her that so that she would be having the right mindset because if you go into something and you're panicking you're gonna have a lot harder of a time than if you're going into it with i'm gonna be fine and then okay there's some complications no but i'm gonna be fine you know it's like so it's all it's it's very interesting sometimes they they say things that are tricky but because we're supposed to have experiences Mm -hmm. and if this sounds too like heebie-jeebies (laughs) to like christians for example just think of like what they say to you like when you pray to god his answer is either going to be yes no or maybe yeah it's the same idea. You're either going to get the answer yes because you get what you asked for, what you wanted. You're going to get the answer no because you get the opposite or you're going to get the answer like wait mm-hmm. because you're not meant to have that thing yet. Right. So it's the exact same idea, just a different language. Yep. Just na- a different na- wording. Na- 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 mm-hmm. How's it going, everybody in podcast land? My name is Sick Grayson and I host a podcast called No Better Death where each week we take a look at some unusual and noteworthy deaths and fatal events throughout history, like the time more than 20 people in Boston drowned in molasses, or when the owner of the Segway Corporation drove his Segway off a cliff, or the time a guy was trampled to death in Walmart by Black Friday shoppers. So if that sounds like the kind of thing you're into, come check me out. Uh, No Better Death is available on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, or just go to nobetterdeath.info. Until then, try not to die. Where were we? Okay, I know. I'm like, (laughs) what were we even saying? No, yeah, we were touching on mental mediumship, which is the most common kind because it has all those subcategories of if you're seeing, you're feeling, you're hearing, you're smelling or tasting, which I didn't know was real. Then there is trance mediumship, which also goes along with mental. It's also a little bit of a subcategory or side category. But trance is just a little more intense, it sounds like. And you can speak to this if you have more information. But from what I saw, um, trance, basically, it's just the medium will go into really intense focusing. Instead of just saying, whoa, I, I sense something and I'm speaking to you normally as I have been. And suddenly I sense something. This is like... They try to focus in and some sometimes they even close their eyes and seem unconscious. But for the most part, they're just hyper focusing and then they're able to get a response from the spiritual world somehow. Um, sometimes the medium will come out of the trance and not recall what they even just said. Like they'll have babbled on to you for 45 minutes to an hour and then they kind of snap out of it and say, I don't even know what I was just saying. So 
typical trance mediums, if they have this practice, will have an assistant with them that writes everything down so that they can kind of relay the message to the medium afterwards and say, this is what you were saying. Do you have any recollection of this? Do you have anything more you want to say? So it'll either be a medium and someone writing it down or the medium won't go completely unconscious or won't go completely disconnected. They'll just hyper-focus and be able to get the messages through their trance-like state, but they will, they can recall everything still. So it's either you completely disconnect or you're still there and talking to people is kind of what I gathered from it. And I don't do trance. I've seen it or I don't do trance. I don't like trance music. <laughs> I don't do, I don't do I don't trance do tra- channeling because I just like can't, I'm just like so controlling uh, over myself. Yeah. That is kind of a version of like completely Losing control. Losing control or... or mm-hmm. um, trusting whatever. Yeah, trusting like, whatever yeah. to do the right thing with your yeah. body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've seen it done a couple times. It's pretty spooky and pretty intense and, like, really hard to believe mm-hmm. sometimes. Sure. Um, but also like being, like, when I channel to my clients, I have them record the whole thing because I usually can't remember stuff okay. that I said when So I'm that channeling. does happen. Like, I, it's, it's almost like I'm reading, like... I'm following a message and I'm just like speaking really, really fast. And sometimes I like lose my breath because yeah. I'm following it and, and talking so quickly. And then like I'll see them a week later and they'll be like, oh, my God, when you said this, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, what else did I say? I don't remember <laughs> anymore. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I said, you know, so. It was fascinating. Yeah. But actually, no, I've been I've had a couple times where I've been completely taken over and given messages to people and then like woken up out of it. You kind of snap out. Yeah, I I just remembered that. But that was before I got sober. And anytime I would drink that, I would get like taken over by somebody else. And that's I'm sure that this answer is yes, of course. But that would be because your inhibitions were Mm -hmm. lowered and Mm -hmm. you didn't have as much control over yourself. And I also didn't I, I wasn't a practicing medium. And that was just something that I did. Like I literally only did it when I was drunk because I thought it was really embarrassing and and like just it just is really personal and it's like weird to go up to a stranger and be like hey um i have a message for you your dad wants you to do this and this and this and then they like start crying and they're like my dad just died two weeks ago right and i'm like cool all right well uh later have a good night (laughs) see you later i've had some really like things that i think were really embarrassing for myself but um but i have had those experiences i just forgot because now that i am sober and I have like a really clear channel. I don't have that's not I don't get fully anymore. taken over by yeah. things. Yeah. It doesn't seem like from what I read that trance mediums are as popular nowadays as they were back in the day, which I think is interesting. And I don't know why that would necessarily be. But it said trance mediums were extremely popular in the 1860s and 1870s, as we were discussing earlier, kind of during abolitionism and like the women's suffragette movement I when all of that was going a, on. I wonder if it's a matter of showmanship. Yeah. Because yeah. that was a time where seances were something that was sort of a party favor. Right. You, Everyone would get together to have this seance and like think about what a show that was. Yeah. Like, 100%. and like you said, yeah. you've seen it and you were yeah. even like, this is spooky as hell. I yeah. thought it was, I, I thought it was a bunch of bullshit, honestly. And I, and I don't think it was, but just because of the, you know, what I've because grown up with. Because it does seem like, very, I mean, using that, like speaking in a weird voice to, and it's just, ugh, it just looks fake, well, but it's and probably a mask. Yeah. Apparently yeah. that's something totally different, <laughs> which that was another thing I thought, and I don't necessarily know how to differentiate, which is why I was curious mm-hmm. if you had any more on that, because 
apparently trans mediumship, it's still the medium's voice. Mm -hmm. It's still them speaking. They just Mm -hmm. are in a super focused state, whereas channeling, the actual art of channeling, which we've been talking about, is when you can be completely taken under and you have you, your voice will change completely bill wilkins hello bill, bill wilkins yeah. yeah what move that's conjuring, conjuring yeah it was like conjuring too bill, bill wilkins coming man. out of the little girl yeah, yeah exactly so apparently Which is sort of like a form of possession Oh yeah, basically. That's what I. Would, that's what channeling that's, is. Yeah. I which mean, in that sense, yeah. Which the medium still has to go into the trance state. It's like trance is the initial goal. They, you know, they hyper focus. They shut their eyes. They have to go to a peaceful, calming state in order to open themselves up. But apparently, if you're just in like the most basic version of trance, it's still going to be you just communicating a message in a hyper-focused state. Whereas channeling is when you are completely taken over by an entity. Your voice could change. Your personality will change. Which I and think that's we the should, most extreme yeah, that version of mediumship. Very scary. I think that we should um, also make the distinction that like all mediumship is channeling. Yeah. But... Yes. The one that they call channeling is is very intense, and you're yes talking speaking in tongues. That's very true. It's like you said, we can all have the ability to channel and not know. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. But in if you're looking at categories, yeah, that's just the technical term of like, oh, your your body changed is being taken over by another entity. Yeah, exactly. Um, Some channelers open their eyes when channeling. Some are able to walk and behave like normal humans, which that's the creepiest yeah, to me. Say, don't They're like that. Just I want walking you to sit around your like ass a down. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes people it will look like they are truly just taken over. They'll be sitting in a chair, their eyes will be shut, but just a voice is speaking out of them. That's still terrifying to me. Yeah. But I feel like I could deal with that more than a medium standing up, walking around talking, touching things in the kitchen, but being a different with the voice person. of grandma yeah no with thanks. your grandmother's voice that i've never witnessed it and that to me is it's creepy but cool like i'm fascinated by it yeah, but it's, it's totally so... fascinating but at the same time you know it seems dangerous yeah. yes as an observer and as the medium i would say but i yeah. don't know yeah i, I mean when i have been take had my body like taken over by whatever uh, of outside entities like it caused me physical pain for weeks afterwards like it was very uncomfortable this may be an interesting time to hear about one of those stories actually yeah if you don't mind telling them i have two that i can talk about please do it i'll talk about the the not so scary one first um this I was at I was pro- I don't know how many years ago a couple years ago and I was at the Magic Castle, which here in Los Angeles is like Houdini's like yep. special fancy castle. Right. You have to be invited. Yeah. To go. Anyway, I personally don't like magicians because I think they're like dicks. You yeah. know what's worse than a magician? Nothing. A murderer. Ted Bundy. Oh, Ted Bundy. <laughs> sure, it's a fact. But also comedic magicians no. i used to i used to manage a comedy club oh yeah and every once in a while we'd have magicians uh-huh. and you think a comic is bad and then you meet a magic comic that's and bad. that's the only time in my life i've thought about punching someone in the ripping face someone's teeth out one by one sure yeah. i can imagine go on magicians yeah. are the worst Keep i just <laughs> i just like okay so i don't like magicians i've been like I just I've been creeped out by them forever. Yeah, but weird. also like at the Magic Castle, 
obviously it's like a haunted place mm-hmm. there's a lot of spirits there spiritual activity there and like if they're magician spirits like magicians are like they they have like no like moral code jesters. like their job is to Ooh. trick you you know so it's like i don't like I don't that know. i just don't like it anyway bleh. so i don't like the magic castle in the first place really anyway so i was there with a bunch of people i worked with this episode sponsored by the magic, magic castle. castle never go there no i'm just kidding it's actually really cool if you're not a medium that gets possessed by um dead oh i people. would imagine right so um i was there with a group of people and one of the women that i was there with i didn't know her very well but i um all of a sudden i I was kind of drunk and this was like before i got sober so it was a while ago and i which is one of the reasons why i don't drink or use any drugs anymore um because i was there and all of a sudden i was like I had to talk to her and, and I took her aside and I was like, I need to talk to you. Come to the bathroom with me. And so we went in the bathroom and I just blacked out. And I remember speaking to her for a long time. And and then I remember giving her a hug and there's a, all these mirrors around and I could see myself in the mirror. But I it's like I was like out of my own consciousness. And then I ended up coming to in the bathroom with her. And apparently her adopted mother had passed away and she didn't go to the funeral because she felt like she wasn't really her daughter. And so the mom came in and used my body to speak with her and tell her like that she was her daughter and that she loved her so much and she missed her being there, but she understands and that don't feel guilt and like all the stuff that came through and like she was like crying and I was crying and I, and I don't remember any of the shit that I said at all. And then I went to work ne- like the next week. And, and when I saw her, she gave me a big hug and she was like, Oh my God, I just want to thank you so much. And I was like, cool. Yeah. I literally don't know what you're talking about. Oh wow. So, and that was, it wasn't like violent or anything. That was like a very mild experience, but just having your body fully taken over by somebody else where you're not even aware, like, and it's not like I was blacked out drunk because I, I didn't have enough to drink to get to that point. I was just a little bit buzzed. And then that came in and did that. It was that was I didn't not like that. Um, yeah. So that one was pretty mild. And then um, the first time I understood that I was getting possessed, I was at a seance um, in Burbank. It was October 28th, 2014, I think. And um, I saw that they were having a seance at this uh, shop in in Burbank. And I thought, oh, this will be fun. Because I knew I was a medium. And I'm like, oh, I can feel spirits. And I like feeling spiritual energy because it's like kind of exhilarating and it feels good. And I was like, oh, this will be fun. I'll just sit there and like feel spirits around. So I get there. There's four mediums that are running the seance. There's a bunch of people in this room. They open up like a portal in the middle of the room is what they said. I was sitting in kind of in the corner with my arms crossed just kind of watching and I started getting really like tense feeling and like all of my like ab muscles started like flexing and I got like this hot feeling in the back of my neck and then I just kind of started like blacking out like I couldn't really see very well everything got really misty my vision got really misty and then as I as that was happening one of the mediums was like some of you are um really sensitive and you could possibly get like mounted by one of these spirits also known as being possessed and when she said that I just my hand shot up and I was like I need help and then I started hysterically crying like and I couldn't see I couldn't speak they took me into the middle of the room they started doing all this like really stupid looking like 
you know, like woo woo shit, like shaking maracas. Yeah, and like, I was gonna, I yeah, was gonna no, say was, shaking maracas. Totally. No, it was insane. Like, like just like sucking air out of my head and like one of oh them was my. like on the ground like pulling a fake cord out of my stomach and like a rain stick came it was, out it totally it was, like, <laughs> it was so ridiculous and I remember like going in and out of consciousness and every time I would come back into my own consciousness I just kept saying oh my god this is so embarrassing oh my god this is the most this is so embarrassing and then I would just go back out and just be crying and then I would hear this voice that would say just relax. Just let me take over. I'm in control now. Just like relax and let me take over. Like, don't fight me. And so I kept going in and out. I couldn't really see and I was crying and it was just like really like disorienting. And then um, all of a sudden I smelled frankincense like really potently and I just like woke up and I looked around and I was like, who's burning frankincense? And they said nobody's burning frankincense and I said who has frankincense nobody has frankincense I'm like does anyone else smell this no one else smelled it and that was like what I used when I was a little girl to meditate with my main spirit guide like that's the scent that we would connect with Mm -hmm. um and then that's what brought me out of it so he came and he kind of brought me out of the possession but um the mediums around they were just doing all this like really ridiculous looking shit that was super embarrassing and I just kept thinking like everybody thinks this is fake yeah everybody thinks this is totally made up and for like the weeks after that the woman who was trying to possess me um I could see what she looked like she was wearing long like 1800 style long um skirt and like really high necked um victorian thing and she would sit on the end of my bed and just look at me and i was like in pain for like weeks like physically in pain my body like you were in a car hurt. accident and you got like whiplash yeah. yeah exactly like and so now that i understand what it feels like i'm like oh that's been happening to me since i was like a little kid i just didn't understand what was happening cuz that was the closest i ever got to being fully possessed except for a couple months ago when I did get possessed again but now <laughs> now that now I can I'm I'm fine now at this yeah. point I had like a full-on exorcism about six months ago so whoa that was which was cool and exciting oh, man. Um, for some yeah for, for some, some it's cool and exciting yeah I mean That's I would nutty. recommend it I mean I, I wouldn't recommend, recommend the, the before part having to like be possessed by by somebody right who told me his name was Priest Michael and like Priest Michael? Yeah, it was really, it was really very creepy. Um, and I woke up with a with a big burn mark on the back of my neck, and then I I just was like out of out of sorts. And luckily, I have a lot of friends who are in work in the same uh, field as I do, and and they all came over and performed like an exorcism on me in my house. And and ever since then, I've been okay. But that that one was also. There's just a lot, but those two stories are like, that actually ridiculous. it reminds me so much of and there's a reason the people that wrote this movie, James Wan and the people that wrote this movie, um actually did their research, but Insidious. Mm. The I've never ast- seen it. Oh, okay. So um there's uh it, it's a lot of astral projection and the different planes um uh, that exist in the same space mm-hmm. um space isn't real but you know what i mean like that exists mm-hmm. and there is uh, a character in the show who has been seeing or has been seen around the same woman his whole life and that woman her like main objective her main goal was to possess this person because she could tell that he 
astral projected. He, she she could tell that he was an easy um, yeah, yeah. target, yeah. an easy so vessel. vessel she could that was the first so situation. Yeah, so she me. followed yeah. him for a long time yeah, because she was knew. probably trying to get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since I was thing, a little girl. Yeah, yeah, I remember his energy. Being, he was. It was scary. It's been like stalking. It was a horror. It was very horrifying being a medium and being a child. Yeah, that I was, can't imagine. It was like the amount of fear I experienced every night was like someone was holding a gun to my head. Is the amount of fear that I had every night and no one in my family has a sensitivity so i would be like there's people here and my mom would turn on all the lights and be like there's no one here and i'd be like no mom there's people here yeah i can see them i can hear them i can feel them and they're scary and there's people here and even now she's like yeah i used to say the weirdest stuff when you were a kid i don't know i just thought you were scared of the dark and i'm like no i was channeling i was also scared of the dark i was scared of of (laughs) well that's the thing like priest michael in your situation you know in the movie insidious for listeners if you kind of want to follow along with like a reference that you recognize the reason that that entity was after that character was because he was an easy a weak vessel he had like a a weakness that would allow her to enter that vessel and it seems like priest michael in your situation your vessel has something that appeals to him not necessarily that you have a weak vessel because i actually think you have a very strong vessel especially like a sober person (laughs) yeah (laughs) but I feel like Priest Michael, there's something that he wants mm-hmm. with your particular vessel. Yeah. As opposed to like, oh, I want that person because they're an easy target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. What? Yeah. No, I think that's great. That's a good way to connect it because I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen Insidious. So that yeah. was perfect. Yeah. We talk about that movie a lot. <laughs> we have. I'll have to watch uh, it or maybe I'll never watch it. Do you it not like scary, scary movies? Uh, I, I actually really like them, but they do um, tend to trigger bad you. things to happen mm-hmm. to me. Sure. Yeah. Like a hered- hereditary. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. That was a rough <laughs> one. I literally got possessed like three days after watching that movie and I loved that movie so much, but I ju- for some reason it just like created some type of opening. In- Fissure. Yeah, and that's when I had to have the full-on exorcism of Priest Michael. That's interesting. Yeah. This episode is also <laughs> sponsored by the movie Hereditary, Hereditary. and Tony Collette. I loved Hereditary, <laughs> and it was so well done, but oh my gosh, it's so that dark. I can almost so see sweet. why that would open right? something up, because it's just like, it is it's such a darkness. And, oh yeah. my God, and it's dude. definitely a movie that sticks with you, too. So yeah. it's not like the movie ends, the credit rolls, and you're like, good night, oh and you're fine. Like, no, I'm I still thought about it, about it for weeks yeah, and weeks. My no. sister and I watched it together and like couldn't stop texting about it and like bringing it back up up and being like you know what i thought about we just could not <laughs> stop like moment? theorizing and dreaming about it and yeah it's a crazy movie i okay. yeah i had a crazy dream after that too it, it was like there was this puritan lady and i was in a room and there were all these people in line to like have sex with me which was weird and then this puritan lady was like he just misses you so much he misses you so much and i was like Okay, like let him on in, you know, because oh, that's in, and then the priest Michael stuff happened. So it's like, oh, that movie triggered, triggered. It was like medium sex trafficking. Yeah. 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 Creepy. Let in priest Michael. No. He's, he's such a name. is awful. I know. I know I isn't it creepy? My, my neck ache. Yeah, yeah. I don't Go like on. it. I don't like it. Let's one move bit. on. Well, okay. <laughs> Other yeah, medium sorry. shit. Let's get into it. Um, scared. <laughs> 
So there's physical mediumship, which you'd think would be like, weren't we just talking about that with the channeling? But this is more where things in the room will move mm. around as a result of you channeling a spirit is sort of what this is described by. So this means that the the loud raps and noises like the Fox sisters were doing, this is the most disputed type of mediumship because mm-hmm. of all the people that faked it, there, which is so unfortunate because I do think, and I'll talk about one of these women, I do think there were a couple people who could actually have manifestations happen and make things move around or the spirit was making things move around because of the medium's presence. But unfortunately, magicians were able to use this to their advantage and Mm -hmm. set up their little rigs and have things hanging from strings and move things about. But there was one medium named Mina Crandon. She was very famous and actually got studied by many scientists to try and be proved wrong because she seemed so legitimate. Like people came in and studied her all the time and were looking for little rigs because she was able to make tables levitate. Um, And she was also able to, there was something called a spirit cabinet. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. This I have. This was more back in the day. I have. A spirit (laughs) cabinet came into the seance scene in the 1850s. And it's basically, mediums would enter into a curtained off section of either their house or a stage if they were doing it for a crowd and they would bind their legs and their hands and say I'm completely bound sometimes they would be gagged as well and then the curtains would close and then like legs and hands and feet and voices would start coming out Mm -hmm. of the cabinet and it was like no I'm bound so it couldn't be me no trust me I'm bound in here I'm bound in here and (laughs) usually usually in the magician they were untied and did it or someone else was back there like waving their (laughs) hand but but Mina would do this and Mina Crandon and it like no one could find any mirrors like there were no smoke and mirrors there were no rigs set up so she was actually going to be given an award she was a candidate for an award from Scientific American Magazine Um, they wanted to give the award to any medium who could demonstrate telekinetic ability under scientific controls. So they'd bring the person into a room. Everything was under their control. And I thought this was cool. The committee that came and observed her were just a bunch of scientists, but also Harry Houdini was there. Yeah, he was super into this stuff. (laughs) Which, yeah, I mean, this was totally his place, but I just love that he was on the committee, like for Scientific American Magazine, like that he came in and (laughs) was like, let's do this. I um, bet if he was a woman, he wouldn't be. Go on. I know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Also, like the science, quote unquote, science of that age. Come on. I know. It's I ridiculous. know. Exactly. She unfortunately ended up not winning the prize. Someone else got it, but they weren't able to necessarily disprove her. Houdini, which I'm mad that it was Houdini of everyone. He was the one that was like, I don't buy this. I think she's using some type of apparatus that like, not even I have used yet. And I know all the tricks basically. And he convinced the rest of the committee not to give her the prize. So somebody else got oh, it. Douche. But still to this day, no one knows exactly how she did her tricks. She seems like the only legitimate physical medium in history that like was never disproved with fraud. She was in question for fraud, but like no one actually saw what she was using. So she's a very famous one that probably actually did have the power. And I don't, I don't know about the table levitating, but again, nobody could find anything on it. So I thought that was fascinating because 
I do feel like in most cases when a table was being lifted off the ground in a seance back in the day, it was a party trick, yeah. like we said. Well, one of the things that I had, um, I won't launch into my science stuff yet, but one of the things that I wanted to talk about was actual you know, fraud and the reasons behind fraud, because I think way too many people discredit mediumship based on f- past fraudulent mediums like were there a ton of them absolutely does that mean that there's no proof that mediums exist like absolutely not we have literal scientific studies that prove that they do yeah but you have to look at the circumstances first and foremost like most of the men and women who were proven to use tricks to fool paying customers were operating during times where half the country was engaged in fraudulent behavior of some kind. Yeah. You think about like the Great Depression. You think about like, like those times. <laughs> well, everyone was fucking, yeah. it was like do or die. Yeah. You know what I you mean? You had to so, make your way. This These eras made people desperate. It was a time for financial fraud, counterfeit fraud, con men, murder for hire, swindlers, gamblers. Like if you were good at a con. Body snatching. Body snatching. <laughs> exactly. You use that shit. If you yeah. were good at it, that's what you did. If you were able to do that trickery, mm-hmm. freaking do it because you were able to make a dollar. Exactly. And use that skill to like literally get fed. Right. Like that's kind of what it's it was. And you have to look at the eras in which these. So the way I see it with like these mediums, like like the Fox sisters, maybe not the Fox sisters, because I do kind of side with you on that, where mm-hmm. it does seem like eventually they're like, all right, fine, fine. Fuck it. we're done. Yeah, we're, we're, we're done. Fake. We're frauds. But yeah. very famous mediums who have been discovered to be frauds for X, Y, Z reasons. It does seem to me that that would sort of be like, at the time, they were so famous. They were they were literally selling tickets. They were doing this on stage. Mm-hmm. So that would be like Benicio Del Toro being in a movie and every five minutes, like, turning to the camera, winking and being like, I'm an actor. Right. My name's Benicio. I'm not actually this character. These were their careers. Yeah. yeah. They made yeah. a career for themselves. Exactly. It would, it's the same. Like, those... Mediums, the stage mediums, if you will, Mm -hmm. stage magicians, they were jugglers. They were, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they were being paid to do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's different than the people who, like you said, serve a community, Mm -hmm. who one on one will speak to people, tell them whatever messages that they are receiving Mm -hmm. from whomever, and the people that would get on a stage and like, perform a show essentially Mm -hmm. so when you think of fraud in this case i think you really have to think of the circumstance in which this fraud is being carried out yeah and whether or not we can call it fraud or whether we can call it what it is entertainment which is a show yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely it just it does it does suck you know a little bit because of because people use that as like a reason to be like mediums are fake here's why because these people like made a bunch of money or whatever but there's also examples of mediums who go around doing their doing this work and they won't take any money from people mm-hmm. they won't take it because the message is more important than yeah. the money well and the thing is is if you have a skill get paid for that skill yeah so yeah. if you have a skill you should 100 percent form a business out of that skill mm-hmm. but that doesn't stop you from walking down the street like you said and being like i have i have to tell you something Mm -hmm. because it's important you don't tell them that and then say like 
By the way, give me. By the way, bucks. I need twenty five dollars because I just money. told you this yeah. from yeah. blah 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 blah. Right. Which is why I think there are some problems even today with like the Long Island medium mm-hmm. and like Hollywood medium. Yeah. Not to say that they don't they aren't mediums. Like right. I don't know that, but. It's the same with like us. We do paranormal investigations mm-hmm. and ghost adventures. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kind of giving us a negative connotation. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they it's it's a television show. You have to understand that that is entertainment. Right. right, right. And not the reality. And they're also like because a lot of the mediums and like spiritual workers that I follow, it's like our job is to bring people to consciousness to bring people healing to help the shift in consciousness of all of humanity and being a medium for for a billionaire celebrity is not really doing that you know so it's like i mean they're definitely making money and they might be real mediums but it's also like but it's also a part that's not really why that's not the point of having this gift yeah that's not why you have it but also like good for them you know it's really ostracizing to have to be a medium like people think you're full of shit people Mm want to like i have friends that i'll like meet at a party and we'll be friends and then i'll start talking about what i do and then their face shifts and then they stop talking to me and walk away you know it's like people it's not fun mm-hmm. so yeah. if you can get a lot of people on your side they're like oh my god long island medium great yeah, yeah. more like, power okay to if you. this is Good gonna make you. you more accepting of it and because yeah. that girl probably didn't have a lot of friends growing up totally you know? <laughs> yeah and now she's making something for herself so yeah, yeah it is kind of like hey good for you if you are truly a medium like i'm glad you finally feel accepted and have yeah. found your livelihood and your mm-hmm. way absolutely but i stand by what i said you have to take it as entertainment yeah when it is a television yeah. show 100 in any way ghost yeah, adventures ghost hunters yep. yeah like it's channeling individuals like in a big giant crowd and then being like oh does anyone have a family member named jeffrey it's like yeah we all yeah. do like, yeah we I'm, all I, do I have an uncle named joffrey <laughs> oh yeah you're who i'm talking to you that's know, who i like, meant because i know that eventually eventually i'm going to be like channeling at groups but it's like channeling messages for a full group not for individuals right. like individuals that's way too personal of information like i've had messages for people in like a public setting and their guides will literally say this isn't the right setting because it's too it's too public and this is too personal so oh. like we need to go elsewhere if you want to like talk about it have right now we have to we have to go outside or we have to talk on a different time like they will that's tell me don't talk to them about this right now it's too personal so yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah. That the group channeling, that's also not my, that's like very scary and creepy and crazy. It's like as a medium channeling individuals in a group, like that seems really scary to me. So, who's the guy that like has a TV show, John something, John Edwards? Ed, there's a guy that who a like president? has Is that a show? the Hollywood medium? <laughs> that guy? No. I don't even think it's on the air anymore. This is like such a thing is from when I was little. Is it the guy that wears show... like a black turtleneck? Yes. Yes. And just like about. looks like a joke from the beginning. Yeah. And he just stands in the middle of a circle, a huge circle mm-hmm. of people. And it's that exact thing where he's like, anyone have a grandma? When everyone's like, <laughs> yeah. We all do. Oh, it's you. Uh, yeah. And just and says the like, most. Oh, but my grandma's actually still alive. And like, oh, well. Then there, this is your great grandmother. Exactly, you know? and he just keeps going till he gets the answer. Like the person literally ends up telling him yeah. their mm-hmm. whole life story, and he's like, "That's what I meant. <laughs> That's you what I did it. Meant. <laughs> yeah, I forget. I 
don't I don't know if his name is John Edwards, but he's awful. Listeners, if you know who we're talking about, let us know. <laughs> One more subcategory is direct voice, which also kind of went along with the physical mediumship of making things move around on their own. Sometimes a voice would be accompanied with that, but sometimes people just had a voice come. And basically this meant that spirits speak independently of the medium. They don't come into the body like we were talking about with channeling. The medium is sitting there and a voice is speaking from somewhere Mm. in the room. This one is not very common at all. Um, The role of the medium is to just make the connection between the physical and spirit world. And then they just sit there and the spirit kind of takes over. Um, Trumpets were the tool that was used it wasn't like a trumpet that could play it was like a sound trumpet and mediums would hold them up to amplify the signal and help the voice come in and they were also known as trumpet mediums and this also permitted the medium to participate in seances because they knew their voice wouldn't be required and they could just kind of sit there and have hold on to their trumpet so leslie so the voice <laughs> sit there holding so the, their trumpet so the voice would come out of the trumpet e- yes right Not everyone used a trumpet but some that was like a tool that was used but it the voice could just also like come from the ceiling or that was the that was really? the belief anyway okay. yeah this was not very common again most of the time this was proved to be fraudulent in some way where mm-hmm. someone was speaking from a corner or yeah. from another room mm-hmm. um but the guy who was most famous for this one his name was leslie flint he was a british medium and he is known as actually one of the last psychic mediums to use direct voice mediumship like it was so rare it was so uncommon but he was the most famous of them and he died in 1994 and is the last famous one known to have used this and use it to his advantage with a career but basically he would claim he would put this little like cheesecloth basically on his shoulder and he would say that that's how he conjures up ectoplasm of a spirit and that's how he got the voice so he didn't even use the trumpet he had a little cloth that sat on his shoulder and he said this gives me the ectoplasm of the spirit that then is able to speak and then he would put tape or something over his mouth to be like that I'm proving that it's not me but he would always dim the lights very low right so there was a good chance that it was him talking the entire time and he was just like nope you can't see me sometimes he even sat inside a cupboard so that is like you're an idiot you were definitely the one talking um but he what's interesting it's not me how could it be i'm in a cupboard right so he was very bizarre but people bought into it for a very long time he actually conducted his first seance at the age of 17 um and he said that the spirit of a child named mickey was following him around his entire life so at first he would talk he would say that Mickey was the one speaking. And then later in life, when he started to put on shows and made a career of it, he could contact whoever he wanted. And that was the belief. So most people think he's full of shit and he probably was. But I just thought that was even a fascinating other side of this. Oh, yeah. That yeah, that's crazy. You could create a voice or yeah. that this trumpet or the cheesecloth or whatever you wanted to use somehow conjured up a voice. So I thought that was crazy. No one knows for sure if Flint was full of shit or not. To me... It sounds like when he was younger, 
he did have some sort of power and he was trying to work his way through it. But then it's like we said, as he got older and realized he could make money and be a showman, that's Mm -hmm. when he started to get crazy and he brought in his cheesecloth and his cupboard and all of his weird like tricks. Well, and you have to think too that actually working as a medium, it uses energy. Mm -hmm. It's harder than faking it. Yeah. Yeah, I, would I can't say. do. I I had I, I had that. two back to back clients like a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, I can never do that again. It was a couple that was visiting from France, and I saw the husband first, and then I saw the wife second, and I'm, it is so exhausting. I can like barely speak. If I have to do two in a row, it's almost. It's just, I did it, but it's almost impossible. Yeah, all the mediums I know, they take hours in between their clients, and I think the most I would the most clients I would take in a day would maybe be three. Yeah. Because it's so exhausting. It's it's so exhausting. And the messages, like the way that they flow is like, you just don't have the capacity to do more than, I mean, for me, I don't have the capacity to do more than three. Yeah. That would be the most. And I would have to take like an hour, an hour and a half in between each client. Cause I just like can't even talk afterwards. Sure. It's, it's crazy. It seems so so overwhelming. Yeah. With him, and maybe even with like all of these now famous mediums, it could simply be that they do have the ability, mm-hmm. they do have the power, mm-hmm. but it's just easier to ring the bells and blow the whistles. Yeah. Because 100%. that doesn't take a toll on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just like, give me my paycheck. You had a nice show. You had a good time. Right. And that's what it sounds like with this guy. Because it seemed like when he was little, he actually was onto something. Like as a preteen and then as a teenager, he actually had some what seemed like crazier experiences. And then as he got older, it became more of a show. And he also, one part I forgot to mention was he turned it into like being a celebrity medium. Like he would be like, I'm going to talk to Rudolph Valentino or Marilyn Monroe or Mahatma Mm -hmm. Gandhi. He turned it into like, who's your favorite celebrity? I'm going to contact them, Mm -hmm. which is the other part that makes me think like, Oh, you became a showman. Like Mm -hmm. you knew what you were doing. Of course everyone wants to talk to Marilyn Monroe. Of course. There is one person that I have channeled like multiple times that I think that you guys would be interested in, which I, it's funny because I didn't, I didn't intentionally try to, I was just talking about him one day and then he like showed up and I was like, Oh, what are you doing here? Like, Whoa. And it's Nikola Tesla. Oh my God. (laughs) Love that man. (gasps) Yeah. He like Did he talk about the rotating poop platform? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that podcast you guys did. Um, no, the only things that he's told me are like, which he's actually like kind of a shy person. Um, he's like, he's a sweetheart, angel baby. Um, so, but he's really sweet. And he was like, he feels like honored by people who really know his work and understand what he was trying to do. And he also just said that like, they killed me. That was one thing that he that he said, and mm-hmm. that he also um, he hates the company Tesla, and I would he hates imagine. and he hates Elon. He probably, Musk. I was just gonna say <laughs> yeah, he probably say, hates Elon he, Musk. He said Elon he Musk said like for them to use my name is just like an atrocity mm-hmm. because what he wanted was free, free unlimited energy with no pollution for every person. Yep. And they ruined his work. And they wrapped it, they packaged it, they marketed it, and they sold it with a very high dollar sign. Yeah, yeah. they're like, and it's oh, just like, only for rich people. The it's, opposite. It's so it's so not. He's just like very, very not down for that. But also sa- says there's other people who are doing the work that he's doing, but they're super under the radar because yeah. of 
what happened to him. For sure. I mean, maybe that's not why they're personally under the radar, but right. it's like you Could have be. to be under the radar if you're going you against multi-billion dollar corporations. You do have to be under the radar. I mean, what yeah. about that yeah. guy? There was that guy who invented an engine that ran mm-hmm. on water, and yeah. he was and literally... And they him. Yeah, they yeah. literally <laughs> came in, told him, you can't use this, right. bought the patent from him, or the patent ran out and they stole it. I don't remember what happened, but basically destroyed it. They yeah. destroyed every piece of that patent Mm -hmm. every piece of that Mm -hmm. was gone yep because that's free yep fuel basically and we can't have that because we're monsters i know (laughs) it makes me sad because i feel like elon musk is a genius and has wonderful ideas but he's just doing the wrong things with it but he's he's like really giant douchebag oh yeah like he's that's what i'm saying is he's like he's such a dick he just wants the fame and he like he has really he creative has geniuses ideas that are working for him he does and some of them are my friends and i love them oh, which is that's too. why it's hard that's like i have friends that work at spacex they're in my band they're my bandmates, and they are the nicest most wonderful men who also are like the smartest men i've ever mm-hmm. spoken with and they want good things for the world but yeah. they work for elon musk who's just like let's put a car in space who just looks like a wet frog douche he yes. does look like a wet Not frog a douche but yeah. i i wonder if tesla that message they killed me is not necessarily like they physically killed my body mm-hmm. but they killed my ideals it's yeah it, it I could mean, be could either yeah, it, it, could, either it way. could be either it was just that that was his just death that. was they mysterious yeah, they killed me. I think actually what he killed was kind spirit. of saying was that they they like they like actually killed him. Like oh. he didn't kill himself. That's the vibe you got from it. Yeah, but it That's could so also sad. it could be you know they killed me. They killed my ideas. They killed my. Um, they broke me like down. My, maybe he my meant paradise. it in yeah. every sense of the word. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, they killed my ideals. Even, they killed well, my that's spirit. The thing is, even if he did, even me. if he did kill himself, they killed me. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. broke me. They put yeah. me in that position. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, but he's he was like, so he surprised me because I like love Nikola Tesla and like just like all So it was of, like having know, a famous person like, oh my I god, like, I can't believe oh, I, I like, love oh you. God, why are you talking to me? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just, and then I'm like, really? Uh, really? You? I don't know. Is it you? You know, yeah. So That's it's so it's cool. weird. I, I maybe have had other experiences with people that had like notoriety, but that was the, that's the one that I'm like, fuck yes. Before we um, take no, a break, yeah. <laughs> I do want to ask you this, and you might not have the words to mm-hmm. answer this question. So when you say that you communicated with Nikola Tesla, mm-hmm. how did you know it was Nikola Tesla? Were you able to physically see Nikola Tesla or um, I don't see people like in the in front of me I kind of see like the, it's almost like they'll show me like a picture okay that I can see kind of like in my mind's eye and that's how I see every dead person that's like it, it's like someone's mom or grandmother brother sister whatever they'll you show wouldn't me a necessarily picture of have their name but you'd be able to describe what they look like the picture okay. and that's seeing. not everybody that's just some people will show mm-hmm. me a picture but for him I think I was like talking about him already one at one point and then i can feel a spirit when they're around like they'll just pop around and i'll be like oh whoa who's this who's this what do they want to talk about and and because it was kind of like it just kept correlating with any time he was brought up it was like the same energy would come and then i can also f- tell his his like personality like he, like that it was because he started feeling comfortable with me and so he came 
and was making himself known. It was a little bit more clear. Yeah. After he became comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. But also like that happened like a like a handful of times. But like the last few times when I've talked about him, it doesn't really happen anymore. Like it, he came around a couple times. I think maybe he hadn't been crossed over properly before and now he has been so now it's like different i don't know mm. i that's like it's like and this is all just i don't like know to pretend that i know would be yeah. bullshit right yeah, i don't i know. don't know i don't know either none of us really know it's all just like these are just my ways of explaining things based on my personal experiences of being a medium yeah but like when it comes to spirits coming around they'll be like they just they basically push energy through my body and I can feel and I can actually show like I get full body goosebumps and I can be like see look they're let that's they're here or like um you know I've had clients where I'll channel like their loved one and they'll start making me like use their words that they use and their facial expressions they'll show me like the way that they moved they'll show me their favorite color they'll show me what they dress like and they'll they'll kind of like explain their personality to me and i will do like their personality like through myself and that's how it's like oh my god that's exactly what she said or that's exactly how she was and sometimes they use words that i've never used before that i don't know what I don't even know how to pronounce them sometimes. Especially if it was like a Polish woman who yeah. Yeah, uses like a Polish who's phrase. From a different, but also mm-hmm. the way that they like saying like is... jive turkey. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, like I had, I had a client recently who was like wanting to communicate with a, their close friend who passed away. And he and he was like, he's like, what's up, dude? You know, like just so. And I was like, did he call you dude a lot? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he keeps say- he keeps calling you dude, you know, oh like, my gosh. like they'll say like certain they'll just say certain things in in a way that they said the things through me. Yeah. And I mean, I've channeled so many um, like before we take a break, I'll just leave with this one interesting story. It's kind of sad, but also like all death is kind of sad. Um, so I had a coworker who I used to work with and she was like not very nice to me a lot of the time she didn't like me very much but every time I was around her I could feel a spirit around her and I and I kept thinking who is the spirit with you and and I kept asking her I'm like there's a spirit with you and and I'm trying to figure out who it is and she was like oh it's probably my dad and blah 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 and I'm like no that's not who it is and like we would go and we would like go to the bar after work and I remember sitting next to her and she was like being you know rude to me and like telling me how to live my life as usual and um she sounds great she's well (laughs) you know we all have our our experiences in life that (laughs) cause us to act certain ways anyway she's actually like on the inside, she's a lovely person, but she she has like a big front that she puts up. Anyway, I was gonna say she's got a lot of walls. Yeah. So so then I'm sitting next to her and she's talking. And I'm like, I'm sorry that, that like there's a spirit with you. And she's like, I know you said it. Or like we figured out it was my dad or whatever. And I was like, No, it's not. It's like a child's spirit. And she said, Oh, it must be little Benny. He used to come to the salon and and he used to like and he passed away and he used to he was like my Benny bear. And I'm like, No, it's not <laughs> Benny. I'm sorry. Th- this is this is not. Stop Benny. guessing. And then. <laughs> And, and then I said, oh, okay, I'm about to ask you something that's really personal and kind of fucked up. Are you okay with that? And she's like, yeah, it's fine. And I was like, okay, have you ever had a baby that wasn't born? And she said, what do you mean? And I'm like, have you ever like been pregnant and then not had a baby? And she was like, oh, no. And then she stopped and she was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I had an abortion when I was 28. I never told anybody 
And I never even told my husband and I pretty much blocked it out for myself. And I said, that's who this is. That's who that spirit is that keeps following you around. That's they wanted me to like let you know that they're with you. And then it was like this really weird bonding experience between us, obviously. And we were both crying and I and the messages were like, this is a soul mate or soul family that has been with you since before this life and will continue to be with you after this life and that was when they were going to try to come into this life but based on the circumstances you made exactly the right decision and the but that spirit is still with you and like you can work with that spirit and like know that 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 spirit is with you and it was just a really lovely experience it was sad and like really personal and like kind of gnarly but she also was like at a point where she couldn't have her own biological kids anymore. And she had some stepchildren that were like a, a lot older. So she like didn't get to have that experience of being like a mother. But but like this was the way of the spirit saying like, no, you are a mother still. You you right. do have a you baby. You still have me. You, you are. All, yeah. You always you can't going to be a me. mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so that was like when I had that experience like that for me was like whoa holy fuck like i'm i'm pretty good at this thing yeah you're pretty good at it but also that's (laughs) that's kind of a universe altering experience for anyone to have just in general oh yeah on that would have an effect on everything on your political beliefs on your religious Mm -hmm. beliefs Mm -hmm. on your beliefs of like what this world is what the next world Mm -hmm. is how cycles work how time works mm-hmm. like that that changes your yeah, outlook on it was, it was literally pretty everything intense. and yeah. i have noticed like spiritual energy around friends of mine who have decided to like abort babies but i've also not noticed spiritual energy around people who've who've had to make that choice it it's a shitty choice nobody wants to make that choice yeah but for some time sometimes it's the choice that it has to be made and not everybody has like a soul attached to that that um the being that would have you know been born but in some cases there are and that in that case it was like she had this deep wound that would not have been able to be healed without somebody acknowledging this experience that she never spoke about to anybody not one person not the father of the baby not her current husband not herself and then after that i noticed a shift in her and she told me you know in the weeks after that she's like i spoke to him today you know i i talked to him this morning and 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 she said like thanked me for like giving her that gift because it's mm-hmm. like when we ignore our traumas we can't we cannot heal yeah and we have we have to work with them and if you can never speak about something that is so so profound you're you're gonna be mean you're gonna be yeah. pissed it's going to eat you alive right. you know it's why and you so have the walls up. and that's like what i do as a medium is like they tell me what wounds need to be worked on and then we t- we focus on those things yeah, yeah. that's you, like the gift that, that's that's my a gift. beautiful that's thing kind of yeah that's that's what you mean by spiritual healing mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you sit there and you go hiya yeah yeah and like sprinkle right like good juju in there that's a horrible thing to say knock on wood (laughs) 
yeah, yeah. Do all the stuff. Spectacles, testicles, but honestly, I can I, I can do like a uh, physical healing. Yeah, you with can my do hands. like Reiki style. I, yeah, yeah, I don't. I've healing. never been trained at anything. I can do that. I do that for like very people I'm very very close with, just because like I don't like touching random strangers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do touch my clients just for a couple of seconds at the very beginning of the session to ground them, and also that's how I pick up the first information that we talk about. Um, but yeah, this so that experience was like. That was that was the moment where I was like, holy shit. Like, because I always second guess myself yeah. as a medium, you know, because I've been taught that what I do is fake. Mm-hmm. And so to have to know something that has never been spoken of to another human being is just like wild. Yeah. You know? yeah to bet. be like, OK, I can trust my channel. I can trust myself. That's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. OK. Before we go, though, I have to share this story with you of something that took place after we recorded this episode. So earlier in the night, Amy had told the story of Priest Michael and how he had taken over her body and made her feel very disoriented. And she ended up having to have the exorcism. You remember the story. At one point during that segment, I said something like, Priest Michael, that name's the worst or something along those lines. And then I said, that just makes my neck ache what the fuck does that mean? I have no idea. But seriously, my neck started aching pretty bad during her story and continued to ache and hurt and get worse during the recording. Finally, when we completed the interview, she asked if I had any earthy essential oils. I said that I didn't, and she asked if it would be okay if she grabbed one of her salves and rubbed it on my neck. She was really worried because she said that that's how Priest Michael got in was through her neck. So obviously, I was like, hell yes, put whatever salve you want on me. So she rubbed down her hands and placed her hands on my neck. Guys, she was not moving whatsoever, and it felt like my entire neck was vibrating. It was like she had a massager on my neck, but she wasn't moving at all. She then went on to tell me some personal things about myself, impressions that she was getting from me. I'm not going to repeat them here because they were for me, but I will say that she was 100% accurate and it was something that was very specific that very few people know about me. Mostly Lauren, Joe, close family, a couple friends, etc. And something that I struggle with quite a bit. She then went over to Lauren and did the same. Lauren got a completely different feeling from her, almost like a warm and relaxing energy. And again, she told her things that there's no way that she could have known. Even if she listened to every single episode of the show, she wouldn't have known about some of the things she said to Lauren and I. It was wild. And it doesn't end there. That night, I couldn't get to sleep like at all. I chalked it up to just being excited that I had met a new friend and that we had recorded a fantastic episode and I was excited to edit it the next day. But then I woke up several times as well. And when I woke up in the morning at 545, I felt refreshed. I didn't feel tired. I shrugged it off until I talked to Lauren that day and I said, you know, I didn't sleep well. And she said, I slept horribly. I was jittery and I kept waking up. So that was strange in itself. 
until earlier today when I was trying to write about my experience with Amy sealing my neck, which is what I called it, sealing. I couldn't find the right words to describe what she had done, and she never told us what she had done. So I asked her to help me word it correctly. And this is what she said to me. I'm going to read the text directly. She wrote, when people are very open channels and they aren't aware of the openings, sometimes other entities can try to get into those openings. So what I did for you was A, make you aware of that opening and B, fill it with high vibrational energy and block it. But I also did some energy work on you in addition because you had depleted energy. I guess you could say I was blocking your channel from being accessed without your permission or knowing. For you, I gave you a bunch of energy. And for Lauren, I did that as well. But I also started to try and wake up her channel since she has been forcibly ignoring it for a long time. What? Like, it couldn't have been a placebo effect because we didn't even know what was being done to us. This is one of the craziest experiences I've ever had and definitely one of the only experiences with a medium that I've left with my mind completely blown. I have a couple more little things to share, but I'm going to wait to do that in next week's opening. Uh, Because there is going to be a part two to this episode, we still have to get into all of the scientific studies and findings and theories and philosophies. And um, Amy also shares a couple more of her personal stories. And if you thought Priest Michael was crazy, just you wait. She has lived a life. Make sure you're following Amy on Instagram at the beauty witch. It's at the underscore beauty witch underscore. We've tagged her in a couple things. We'll continue to tag her and keep an eye on a super fascinating workshop that she has coming up. She's going to be holding workshops for people who are interested in learning more about mediumship, but also being able to access your higher self and how your life can change by doing so. No bells and whistles, no crystal work or candle magic, just you and her. It sounds too good to pass up, so make sure you check it out. Keep an eye out for it. Follow us as well, if you don't already, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Our handle is always at KeepItWeirdCast. Our Patreon page is www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast. If you're interested in donating to the show and getting bonus minisodes and monthly newsletters. Thank you so much for listening to our show. We'll see you in a week for part two of this fascinating mediumship episode. If I learned anything from this episode, it's when in doubt, shout. Yes, bitch, I'm a witch. (laughs) And keep it weird. Ted he's better like looking. Not really he's, that hot. That's the he thing is everyone's like, like he was so, so hot. hot. Of course, I'm like get no. Into the car with him. It's like I'm yeah. like no. That guy looks like a, he looks like a Neanderthal. Yeah, like he looks like bit. an insane Neanderthal. Like I wouldn't trust that guy. He does. No. I mean, if you compare him to like charisma. John Wayne Gacy, it's like sure. He's like, yeah. If, if I have <laughs> yeah. to pick between yeah, John Wayne Gacy and Ted Bundy, fine. No.